Welcome back to the show, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. This week we have a very special guest. Her name is Monica, and she works closely with some very important organizations here in the upstate New York area. I'm just going to be chatting about uh, she is involved in with these different organizations and kind of just give you guys some more information on what goes on in the area. So, hey, Monica, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Just start out and introduce yourself, explain what you do for work and kind of like how you got into that line of work. Sure. I work for an organization called uh, Central New York Community Foundation. And we provide funding to all sorts of nonprofit organizations in a five-county area. And many of those organizations provide mental health services for the people of Central New York. Awesome. How did you find yourself in this kind of line of work? Well, I've been in the nonprofit sector my whole career. And there's something really rewarding about finding a line of work where you know what you're doing each day helps people. And although I don't provide direct services to people who are benefiting from the grants from the Community Foundation, it feels good to know that we are making a difference in the community by addressing some of the most emergent needs through funding. And one of those needs is definitely mental health. Awesome. That is it's definitely something that goes to great use around this area. Enough for myself, for my current position, uh, the agency that I work for is, is a nonprofit. So, you know, most of our, as far as either new resources for clients or employees or anything as far as advancing uh, what that agency is able to do, a lot of that is directly contingent on grants and different kinds of assistance. So that's, that's great work. Have you seen a difference in how mental health is addressed now versus when you first got into your field? I think so. I've been in, I've been working for, for nearly 20 years in the nonprofit sector here in Syracuse. And I think just being a working professional, I've noticed a difference beyond just being in the nonprofit field. Employers are looking at mental health differently than they used to. They're looking at work-life balance differently than they used to and overall employee wellness. I think that there's been an awakening across organizations, both for-profit and nonprofit, realizing that people are their greatest resource and that what happens outside of work impacts what happens inside of work. Consequently, we can't ignore our employees' mental health any longer. We can't uh, stigmatize it like we used to. And I think that we're making some progress there. There's certainly a long way to go, but I think that we're approaching a point where mental health is viewed like health. The health of our employees includes their mental health. And some people come to the workplace with health conditions, whether that be physical health conditions or mental health conditions. It doesn't necessarily mean they're not good at their job or they're not valuable to the organization. It just means that they may have needs that they need to address. And I think that the more that employers can accommodate that and be realistic about the fact that, you know, human resources focuses on humans, the better the art organizations will be and the stronger they'll be. That's a 
it's a different way of looking at things definitely from my perspective of earlier on in my career i started out in working in retail and retail is not that kind of business where they can afford to have someone be out for something that's you know not an emergency so i definitely think it's a different way of looking at things that mental health is included in that overall health and i can see it more in my field of work that it's definitely making that transition like when i first started my career in behavioral health care i had supervisors of mine and other people coming up to me and telling me that when i first started if you need to take a mental health day Oh, you know, that's, that's perfectly acceptable. You know, before I started that, it was a running joke that, you know, mental health day is something you called for just not feeling like going into work that day or something. So, you know, it was different. It was a different transition knowing that was an option. It was very different to experience that. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you make a good point that nonprofits have been more on the leading edge of acknowledging the need for people to have that kind of flexibility versus the for-profit sector, which sort of makes sense because, you know, for-profits are, are driven by the bottom line and it's it's really hierarchical. When you have people like in your line of work who are taking care of other people, there's definite need to be able to take care of yourself too. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that your experience with nonprofits, the nonprofit work that you're doing in, in mental health is aware and and prioritizing your health too. Yeah, it's definitely a change. Like I said before, it was definitely when I heard about that and started to experience it, it was, you know, something that wasn't very believable from the start. Like, yeah, okay. Like I can just take days off, like (laughs) to, to sit at home and, you know, watch Netflix and cuddle up with my dog. Like there, there's no way that that's, that's real. And, you know, come to find out that a lot of uh, companies are kind of making that transition to finding Mental health is just as important as any other aspect of your health care. Yeah. Does your agency or other agencies you worked for in the past offer any employee assistance programs? Yeah, EAPs are, are a lot more common than they used to be. I think that aside from my very first job, I've had, there's been an EAP at every organization that I've worked for, which is really great because that's not, I mean, 20, 20 or 30 years ago, I just don't think that that would have been the case. And I know that there are, um, you know, there's some state regulations that kind of go hand in hand with providing resources for employees. And that's good. That's the a shift, a, a groundswell in this movement that acknowledges that, you know, your personnel are people. I love that last part there about, you know, your personnel or people. It's uh, definitely something that I think even progressing from when I first started working, which is only, you know, 10 years ago, you can start to see a, a big shift. Of, I think one of the biggest things that are noticeable is like celebrities and athletes are starting to come out and come forward with their mental health issues, which necessarily wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't be comfortable doing so. Uh, I think it's very similar to athletes coming out as gay or lesbian now is something that in years past would be something that would be looked up as frowned upon or, you know, they're not up to strength mindset of 
being an athlete with these issues. So definitely think that it's a, it's a big change from, from years past. And from my understanding, I know your, your agency, uh, fund supports for, uh, behavioral and, and mental health for people from all ages. And there's a specific fund, but can you just tell everyone kind of what that fund does and how it helps the upstate New York community? Sure. We actually have lots of different funds at our organization. We have about 800 distinct funds that were started by people who cared about Central New York. And some of those people had a real interest, a charitable interest and a personal interest in ensuring that there is money available for agencies locally that are providing mental health services. So those funds provide grants to local organizations that are providing direct support, mental health services, substance abuse recovery, things of that nature. We're more of a financial institution in that way in that we're collecting and dispersing money really to support these services. And that's that's all part of the big picture is that the work that the that agencies are, are doing to help people who need help requires money to do it. You have to pay counselors, you have to pay doctors. And there's a, definitely a, a greater need than what we can address. And I think the pandemic really highlighted the fact that there are expansive mental health needs across our society. And the more we talk about it and the more it becomes part of the conversation, the more it's revealed. And I hope that that results in additional resources going toward those agencies so they can really kind of fire on all cylinders and expand their programs and get the services that people need to those who need them. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I've noticed in my line of work, you know, there's certain services within my agency that are fairly new and it's certain aspects of it you would think have been around for a while. Like one-on-one -on -one peer work is something fairly new that the agency I work for, like I've mentioned in prior episodes, I work in a mental health crisis. It's a short-term crisis respite program. So people that are in mental health crisis can come and get one-on-one -on -one peer support and, you know, linkage to other agencies. That's fairly new. And my agency started that program in 2018. So it's only a couple of years old and there's a lot of different aspects of that, at least within my agency that are pretty new. So I think the more awareness and the more it is talked about, you know, increases that, that level of awareness that we're able to create more opportunities for people to get the help that they need. So that is all great stuff. But other than that, that's all I have for this episode. Thanks for coming on to the show again this week. I've mentioned before, there's a new episode that will be coming out every Monday, so just keep your eye out for that. And have a great week, guys. Thanks.